All right, welcome to Bible Braced. Super excited to get right into our Bible study today. This is lesson one for the book of John, and we're going to just start off with a little bit of prep. So you should have a piece of paper or a notebook in front of you. You should have something to write with. You should have a Bible. And let's go ahead and taking a look at your piece of paper, imagine it's divided into four vertical columns, okay? And I'm going to have a sample of this that I'm going to try to attach to the notes of this podcast if it's not clear what I'm saying. But essentially, I want you on the far right-hand side of your piece of paper to draw a line from top to bottom that's dividing the left side of your paper is going to be the majority of the page. And then on the right-hand side from top to bottom, you're going to have a narrow column that you draw, just a simple line top to bottom. And then I want you to divide that column in half with a simple horizontal line through the middle. Okay. So when you're looking at your piece of paper, you should have a, most of the paper should be blank on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side, you should have two columns, one on top of the other that are narrow that make up that right-handed edge of your paper. And what I want you to do is to go ahead and label. On the left-hand side at the top, we're going to put background, and that's the very, very top of your paper. On the right-hand side of your paper, the very top column, I want you to write down distractions as the header for this column. And then the second column that's underneath that, I want you to write out ideas for further study. And the reason we're organizing our paper this way is because as we go through our study, I want you guys to be able to have a place where if something you need to add to your grocery list pops up, or if you remember a task you need to do in town tomorrow, or something occurs that will keep your mind from studying the word, I want you to write it down in your distractions column and move on with the study, okay? That way it's somewhere safe where you're not going to forget it. And that column will essentially be a to-do list for you at the end of your study <laughs> for going on with your day. But this way, you're just able to very quickly write that down so you don't forget and then get right back into the Word because there is no time like trying to study the Bible for distractions to pop up and get you off base and off track. So let's go ahead and label these two columns. And then the bottom column is going to be, as you're studying, there might be things you want to study more in depth later. And this is a good place to write those down so that later when you're like, oh, I finished this study, I don't really know what I should study next. You've got some ready-made ideas already written down from your time in the Word. So all right, now that our paper is labeled and ready to go, let's go ahead and open up with prayer. God, I pray that you'll help us right now. Just quiet our minds and hearts. Help us to be able to get into the word and to do this not out of duty or out of even selfish desire, but instead that out of a desire to get to know you better, that we'll be able to come to your word, to quiet our hearts to sit down at your feet and learn about you, and that through this time, you'll help us to be changed, to be more like you, and to bring you glory. And so God, I ask for you to protect our time from distraction and provide for this time together so we can learn more about you. And God, just give me the words to say as I lead the study, help me to just be faithful and a faithful teacher, and that you will be glorified through these efforts. In your name, amen. 
Okay, so let's get right into John. So this is where a study Bible is a handy tool because we always want to do a little bit of background study on whatever book we are studying, okay? Just to understand better the context, who wrote it, what time period, who it was written to. These things are really helpful as we study God's word together. So the Gospel of John was written by John the Apostle. He was the brother of James. So there are a couple Jameses in the Bible. One James is the brother of Jesus. That is not the one we're talking about here. This is James and John, the apostles, who Jesus calls the sons of thunder. Um, They are known in scripture for kind of uh, being ready for a fight. (laughs) And uh, they also came from the same town Peter came from. And so they were fishermen. And there's a lot of interesting um, study we could get into with James and John. We get to know their parents a little bit, which is more than we do for the other disciples. So very interesting, um, both of them. But John the Apostle is the one who wrote the Gospel of John. One thing that we do know about John, there's some debate on when it was written, but one thing that is agreed on is that it was the last gospel written. So when we think of the gospels, we think of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptic gospels. And synoptic, let's just look up synoptic really quick. This is an opportunity for us to use Google right away. So synoptic definition. So the synoptic gospels forming a general summary or synopsis. So it seems like the idea here is that they're seen together. They're cohesive. When we say synoptic gospels, they are often related in the same relative sequence. They have a lot of the same stories and sayings. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke are known as the synoptic gospels. They are very similar in the representation that they give of the ministry of Jesus, even though they do have different themes. And um, if we end up studying those in the future, we'll be able to explore that a little bit differently. So that's kind of interesting that here, these three gospels are written that were all more similar as far as what ground they were covering. And then much later, the apostle John writes his gospel. And so there's some unique information that's provided in the Gospel of John. And if we can to compare it to the other Gospels, we could see that. But John actually tells us himself why he wrote this Gospel. So let's go quickly to John 20, verse 30. It's easy to get um, very speculative about this kind of stuff and to get into the weeds a little bit on why something happened versus something else happening. And, you know, let's just straight from the horse's mouth. Let's see what John says. So John 20 verse 30 says, now Jesus also performed many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these things are recorded in order that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So right off the bat, we see that this book was written so that we could believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing this, we would have life in the name of Jesus. So that's really exciting right off the bat. Okay, so let's go ahead and we're going to write down our background information, just briefly summarize what we just talked about. If you need to give me a quick pause, that's fine, because I'm going to keep moving on in the podcast. But just take a couple minutes and write out a few lines describing the background 
of John and why this was being written. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and move on with our study. If you have distractions, place them in your distraction column. Ideas for further study, throw them in that column, and let's keep moving on. So let's go ahead and start John 1, 1. Here we go. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This one was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, not one thing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of humanity, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Okay, let's go back to verse 1. So what we're going to do is in your big area on your paper on the left-hand side under your background, leave a few sentences width of space and leave a column on the left and the right-hand side. So think of there as being this small square in the middle of this piece of paper. And I want you to write verses one through three in this box. Okay, so we've gotten verses one through three written down on our piece of paper, and we're going to go ahead and go back to the beginning of verse one. And the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So this beginning is referencing the beginning of time, the beginning of the existence of our planet and the humans and the life forms on it. So where can we go in the Bible to read about what the beginning was like? We should all be screaming Genesis at me right now. And you're right. So let's go to Genesis 1, Genesis 1, 1. And let's go ahead and read here. Genesis 1, 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, what's really cool about this passage is we just have the word God referenced. And um, I think that in my mind as a kid, whenever I read that, I just assumed it was God the Father. But we're going to get into this a little bit more here as we study John. The member of the Godhead who actually created everything in Genesis 1 was actually Jesus. And that's super exciting to think about. So let's go back to John 1 then. And let's go ahead and put a little box around in the beginning and draw a line from that and put Genesis 1, 1 through 5. Okay, so in the beginning was the word. So the word was there at the beginning and the word was with God and the word was God. And then verse two says, this one was in the beginning with God. So some things that stand out to us here is we're talking about a person. We're not just talking about a word, right? Or a proclamation that was made or even a book that we call the Bible, the word of God. This is talking about an individual. It says, this one was in the beginning with with God. And then it says, verse three, 
all things came into being through him. And apart from him, not one thing came into being that has come into being. So that's really a startling in of itself too, because here we're talking about this one that was in the beginning with God, this one was God, and then all things came into being through him. And you know, this actually reminds me of another passage, all things coming into being through him. And apart from him, not one thing came into being that has come into being. So I'm just going to Google really quick. We're going to Google all things were made through him and see what results we get. And right off the bat, we get John 1. But then some of you already knew the reference to what I'm looking for. Colossians 1, 16 through 17 is also going to pop up. So let's go there real quick in our Bible. Colossians 1, 16 through 17. All right. And it says, because all things in the heavens and on the earth were created by him, things visible and things invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Okay. So let's write in the margin here, all things visible and invisible thrones, etc., And then created through and for, and let's write Colossians 1, 16 through 17. And let's go ahead and draw an arrow from that passage to all things at the beginning of verse three. And so this is just a little bit more full picture of what verse three is talking about. And so it's good to be able to read other passages that reference the same thing happening. Okay, so we are actually going to wrap up this study, lesson one, but we'll be right back to this same passage on lesson two. So if you are able and have more time today, go ahead and push play and let's get right into lesson two. If not, save us for another day. But as we're wrapping up, let's just consider some of the things we've learned. Okay, so we've got John, an apostle of Jesus. He is writing a gospel way after the other gospels were written. And he's writing it so that we would believe and that by believing we would have life in the name of Jesus. So, so far we've understood that Jesus as God, the son was the, the creating one at the, at the beginning of Genesis. And we can see that nothing that has been made was made without him. All things came into being through him And apart from him, not one thing came into being that has come into being. And then we saw that clarified in Colossians 1.16, all things visible and invisible, thrones, dominions, powers, etc. What's really encouraging about this for your day-to-day life is that Jesus made everything. So why do we get all bent out of shape about the world and who's in power, who's promoted, who won the election, (laughs) you know, at the end of the day, God's in control and he does not make us do sinful things. Obviously we have our own free wills, but we can trust in the sovereignty of God. He has all power and we just don't have to get bent out of shape about the things that happen to us. And so praise God for that. So I hope you guys have had a good, sweet time in the word, short and sweet. I hope that you can spend a little bit more time now as we wrap up in prayer, just asking God to apply this to your life, however you need it. And I will be with you guys again shortly. Thanks, ladies. Love ya.